Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Last night on the program, I told the story of Cathy Diosi. She's a remarkable lady, and it's an amazing story, I think. The story which I've called Forgiving Hitler in the book that I wrote about Cathy. And that sort of started my mind thinking on this subject of forgiveness. And I think there are heaps and heaps of people in our world today who don't understand forgiveness, who don't understand the power of forgiveness. So that's really our topic and our title tonight. I've called tonight's program Forgiveness Power. Thanks for joining us. Nice to have your company. There are three basic vital facts about forgiveness that need to be understood. This is what you need to know. Three things. Number one, forgiveness is essential. Number two, forgiveness is costly. And number three, forgiveness begins with God. That's it. Forgiveness is essential. Forgiveness is costly. Forgiveness begins with God. When you get a grip on those things, you will understand this important topic. Firstly, forgiveness is essential. All successful relationships in the end depend upon forgiveness. The one thing every human being agrees upon is that no other human being is perfect. None of us are perfect. The result is that people hurt people. People can be lazy or untruthful or careless or cutting or rude or greedy or cowardly or insensitive or thoughtless. Everyone has been hurt by others. It happens in every relationship. Consequently, no relationship can continue to be at all healthy over any lengthy period of time without forgiveness. Any husband and wife who are still happily married in their 70s will have forgiven each other again and again and repeatedly over the years. If they hadn't, the relationship couldn't have survived. Unless you embrace the need for forgiveness, then your life will consist of a series of burnt bridges, lost contacts, and dead relationships. Now, that's not to say it's easy. On the contrary, it can quite often be very hard, even impossible under our own strength. But hard or easy, it remains essential. Without it, relationships die, and we become resentful, embittered persons. And so for our sake, as well as for the sake of the other person, forgiveness is essential. Life cannot be lived without, with any degree of success without forgiveness. By the way, what does this universal essential need for forgiveness, just to get through life, tell us about life in this world? Surely it tells us that the Bible's account of human nature is correct, that there is a shadow of corruption that lies upon the human heart. That shadow of corruption, the Bible tells us, comes from the fact that we live our lives unplugged from God, disconnected from God. And unplugged, disconnected from God, we're like unplugged appliances. We either don't function properly or don't function at all, which is why we hurt each other, which is why we need forgiveness. The Bible says, no one is good, not even one. No one has real understanding, no one is seeking God, all have turned away. The part of the Bible that tells me that is Romans chapter 3, verses 10 to 12. If we just ignore God and live our lives our way without God, then who becomes the central person? the God-like person in our lives. We do, of course. And if you're God in your life, and I'm God in my life, then who'll be God when we meet? Mostly we're not going to agree on that. So we'll fall out, and we'll hurt each other. Forgiveness becomes essential for relationships to survive. The first fact to understand is forgiveness is essential. Secondly, forgiveness is costly. Whoever does the forgiving pays the cost. The following story helps to sort of illustrate or explain that idea. After being on the road for several hours, Dave stopped at a small town for a break and a cup of coffee. 
As he pulled out from the curb to continue his journey, a four-wheel drive vehicle came roaring around the corner, slammed into the front of Dave's car. The damage was superficial, but it would be expensive to fix. It always is. Dave just wanted to exchange insurance details and get back on the road, so he asked the young driver of the other vehicle for his driver's licence. The young bloke said, I don't have a licence. I'm only 15. This vehicle belongs to a friend. I only got in and drove it to impress a girl. Dave suggested going to the police station, letting them sort it out. The young bloke pleaded with Dave not to get him into trouble with the law. So Dave proposed, driving to the boy's home, talking to his father. If the father would pay for the damage, that would be the end of it. The boy pleaded with Dave not to do this. His father was, was a violent man who would beat him within an inch of his life. Well, said Dave, what do you suggest? Can't you just let me go, pleaded the boy. I've had an awful fright. I'll never do it again. I promise, please, can't you forgive me? Let me go just this once. Well, what would you do? I'll tell you what Dave did, and to this day he doesn't know whether it was the right thing or not. He let him go. He told the boy to take the four-wheel drive straight back to his friend's place and promise not to get behind the wheel again until he had a licence. The young man promised that and drove away. But that wasn't the end of it, was it? It couldn't be the end of it, because there was still damage to Dave's car that had to be repaired. Someone had to pay for that damage. Dave knew when he let the kid go, he would have to pay for the damage himself. Forgiveness is costly. The one who does the forgiving pays the cost. Sometimes it is a, a material cost. Someone's done something to hurt, damage, destroy, lose something. You've got to pay. You lose the cash value. Sometimes it's damage to your pride. Your pride has to be sacrificed. Sometimes even your standing and self-esteem has to be sacrificed. But if you do the forgiving, you pay the cost. Forgiveness is costly. Well now, forgiveness is essential, forgiveness is costly, and thirdly, forgiveness begins with God. So let's look at this third one, forgiveness begins with God. And it does so for several reasons. Firstly, we need to be forgiven as much as anyone else. What we often fail to realise is that we need to be forgiven by God. Whenever we're lazy or abrupt or thoughtless or insensitive or untruthful or gossiping or greedy or cutting, we offend the God who made us. When you hurt another person, you're actually hurting a loving Heavenly Father who cares about you and about the other person and about all the people around you, just like children in a vast family. When Jesus told the story of the prodigal son, remember that, the story of the, the young man who demanded his half of the inheritance while his father was still alive and then travelled to a distant country and wasted it all? When that young man came to his senses, he said to himself, I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against you and against God. You'll find those words in Luke chapter 15, sentence 18, and that is true of all of us. When we offend, hurt another person, we offend God. We may need to say sorry to someone we live with or work with and ask their forgiveness. That can be very hard. But we must also say sorry to God and ask for his forgiveness. Without God's forgiveness, our relationship with God remains broken. We remain unplugged with God. We remain on our road, not God's road. The destiny our road is taking us to is almost too horrible to contemplate. We think that in this life, in this world, we can jog along okay without God. That's because God has not entirely abandoned this world. And hence there is still, in amongst the hurt, much that is good about life in this world. But the next life, the next world, is another story entirely. There, if we arrive disconnected from God, we remain disconnected from God forever. 
that disconnection, that isolation is so horrible, Jesus calls it perishing on one occasion, destruction on another. It's not the end of personal existence, it's continued personal existence in which God grants our wish and leaves us alone, entirely alone, forever. We need forgiveness as much as anyone, and mostly we need to be forgiven by God. But forgiveness begins with God most importantly because God has paid the cost of our forgiveness. Forgiveness is costly, and the one who does the forgiving pays the cost. Just like Dave in the story, God has paid for the damage we've done, the damage we've done to ourselves and to others and to relationships and to God's creation around us. That's what Jesus was doing when he was dying. He was paying for our damage, yours and mine. In that death, the Bible says, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. The part of the Bible that tells me that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, sentence 19. Now, as a result, the only door back into friendship with God, the only door back into God's family is marked forgiveness. And Jesus is that door. The Bible says God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, sentence 21. God has done all that and now offers us forgiveness if we will turn back to him. That turning back is what the Bible calls repentance. But there's more than that. Because when we repent, turn back to God, ask Jesus to forgive us and change us and take over the running of our lives, something remarkable happens. We are plugged back into God. The power is restored. And we have the power to forgive those hurts and those people we could never forgive under our own steam. You see, that's why forgiveness must begin with God. Because unless we are forgiven by God first, we do not have the power to forgive others. We do not have it in us to forgive others and to do that consistently and to do it as we should unless we ourselves have experienced, tasted, known for ourselves God's forgiveness of us. A Dutch woman named Corrie ten Boom back in the Second World War at the age of 50 was suddenly plunged into the excitement of helping Jews escape the Nazis. As a result, she and her sister Betsy were sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp where Betsy died. After the war, Corrie worked tirelessly to help people to forgive. And then there came a day when she'd addressed a meeting and she came down from having spoken to the meeting and standing there in front of her was one of those sadistic guards from Ravensbrook who'd been cruel to her sister, who'd, who'd played a part in Betsy's death. And he stepped up to her with a beaming face. He had found God's forgiveness and he wanted to shake her hand. All the horrors of that camp and of her sister's suffering passed before Corrie's eyes. Her arm seemed to be stuck to her side. Silently she prayed, Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. As I took his hand, she writes, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder along my arm and through my hand, a current seemed to pass from me to him, while in my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. I'm going to keep this theme going tomorrow night and do a program on the forgiveness prayer. The way to make it happen, the forgiveness prayer. That's tomorrow night. Here's our thought for the night. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, sentence 20. The Bible says, We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us to speak to you. We urge you, as though Christ himself here were pleading with you, be reconciled to God.
Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.